This is a Galactic Network podcast. Galactic Radio. I'm Dave Nelson, and here's the news. It's time to go back to the satellite of love, because this week Netflix announced an April 14th premiere date for the Mystery Science Theater 3000 revival. Series creator Joel Hodgson raised more than $6 million last fall with a massive Kickstarter campaign to help fund production of 14 episodes of the cult series, which aired from 1988 to 1999. Along with the premiere date, a full cast photo was also revealed, featuring Jonah Ray, Felicia Day, Patton Oswalt, and others. For more details about MST3K's 11th season, check out the link to Blaster.com in the show notes of this podcast. Meanwhile, this year marks the 40th anniversary of the original Star Wars film, and we may be celebrating with a new Blu-ray set with unaltered theatrical versions of the original trilogy films, which have never been made available before in high definition. Since 20th Century Fox still owns the rights to A New Hope, Disney will have to make some sort of deal to make this happen. We may know more, though, when Star Wars Celebration takes place April 13th through the 16th in Orlando, Florida. Thanks to MovieWeb.com for that story. Coming up, details on a major astronomy announcement this week. The Movie Man's Movie Minute gets out its sword and takes a slash at Conan the Barbarian, the original from 1982, giving us the story of a barbarian warrior who goes off on a mission to avenge his tribe and his parents who were killed by an evil sorcerer and his men when the barbarian was a boy. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, directed by John Millis, this is a film that must be seen by all who are yearning, who are looking for that rated R action film that we are missing in today's day and age. This is a must-see. Arnold is great in it as the sword-wielding Conan, but it's also worth it for James Earl Jones, Thulsa Doom, Max von Sydow, Sandal Bergman does great as Valeria, such a great cast with some fantastic set pieces, great cinematography, those action scenes alone make it fun to watch, and let's not forget to mention Basil Poldoris' epic score, which is still my favorite movie score of all time. It is a character in and of itself, and when you have a film where a main character doesn't say anything for the 20 minutes, you gotta feel that space with something and why not with a fantastic score check out conan the barbarian if you have not already if you have please leave your comments at movie maniac 3d at the twitter or specialmarkproductions.com now more news from blaster.com this week astronomers announced they had found seven planets orbiting a nearby star not only that but the planets are all around the same size as earth and some are orbiting at the right distance from their star to possibly have temperate surfaces. The host star, called TRAPPIST-1, named after the telescope it was discovered on, is a very cool star, only 8% of our sun's mass, and shines at a 0.05% of our sun. The star is faint, which makes it hard to see variations in its light to detect planets. Luckily, it's close by, though, just under 40 light years, so even though it's weak, it's close enough to see. In other space news, a SpaceX Falcon rocket blasted off Sunday morning for the first time from Kennedy Space Center's historic Launch Complex 39A, originally built for the Apollo moon program. The booster rocket then returned to Earth, successfully landing upright on the ground nine minutes later. NASA, who hired SpaceX to fly cargo to the International Space Station, was closely monitoring the launch to learn more about the company's operations before it clears them to fly NASA astronauts on SpaceX rockets, which could happen next year. 
Details and links to more about these stories can be found in the show notes of this podcast. Up next, Robin is back. Sort of. Hello, I'm Gregor Sprague, and this is Galactic Radio's Pull List, and these are just six comics coming out for the week of February 22nd, 2017. DC Comics has Hellblazer number 7, written by Simon Oliver, with art by Philip Tan. The Smokeless Fire, part 1. Constantine once heard a ghost story in a Parisian bar, and maybe the old man wasn't just telling tales. So he takes Mercury in search of the only man he knows who's encountered the djinn. Problem is, they're not the only people looking. Justice League of America number one, written by Steve Orlando with art by Ivan Reyes and Joe Prado. Meet the extremists, self-proclaimed saviors from another earth. They thirst for peace, prosperity, and total submission to the will of their leader, Lord Havoc. How can the newly assembled JLA stop this group of misguided maniacs before the extremists unleash their own unique, not to mention dangerous, brand of law and order on our chaotic world? Image Comics has The Fix number 8, written by Nick Spencer with art by Ryan Hill and Steve Lieber. This is the end of a story art. Roy looks for answers while Mac deals with an emergency. Revival number 47, written by Tim Seeley with art by Mike Norton. It all ends here. M. Cypress is the link between the land of the dead and the world of the living, and she must decide the future of humanity, if her sister Dana will let her. Last issue of the acclaimed series, don't miss it. Marvel Comics has Elektra number one, written by Matt Owens, with art by Alec Morgan. Casino Battle Royale. Running from her tumultuous past, Elektra attempts to lose herself in a vibrant sea of neon, noise, and anonymity. Las Vegas. But how long can a former ninja assassin really hope to escape the vortex of violence that encompasses her life, especially when there's a new player in Sin City that has her in his sights of his newest game? Enter Arcade. And my pick of the week is also from Marvel Comics, and this is Scarlet Witch number 15, written by James Robinson with art by Vanessa Del Rey. Witchcraft is safe, but what does that mean for Wanda? Witchcraft has been saved! Yay! Now Wanda has an even harder thing ahead of her, planning her life now that her task is done. But first she must face a witch demon who possesses a young boy with a bloodline connection to witches of yore. Join us as Wanda must battle evil both in present-day New York and Havana, Cuba, 1954. These are just a few of the picks that I've made for you. You can find many more at your local comic book store or at the very least comicsology.com. I'm Gregor Sprague and this has been The Pull List. Dave, what's up next? Thanks, Gregor. The Hollywood Reporter has broken the news that Lego Batman director Chris McKay is currently in talks with Warner Brothers to bring Dick Grayson, the original Robin, to the big screen for a Nightwing live-action movie. Up until now, we've not seen Robin in the DC Extended Universe. We know there was one because Batman keeps his former partner's tattered outfit in the Batcave. But many have assumed it was Jason Todd, the Robin famously beaten to death by the Joker. Hopefully we'll know more about the Nightwing film soon. If 20th Century Fox and Marvel Entertainment could have worked out some sort of shared universe or crossover agreement like Sony Pictures did with Marvel Studios to merge Spider-Man into the MCU, then Hugh Jackman may not have made Logan his last film as Wolverine. In a recent interview, the actor specifically cited his desires to appear alongside Robert Downey Jr., and Mark Ruffalo as their Marvel Cinematic Universe alter egos, but really he just wanted to be part of the team. Read more of the interview at ScreenRant.com. Just ahead, is your iPhone 7 safe? Stick around to find out. Welcome to today's Applicably Galactic App Reviews. You know, that guy who co-starred in that disaster movie with 
you know that guy who's married to the wife from the movie with the naked rose girl? How many times have you had this type of conversation with your friends? If there was only an easy way to find the answer to all these questions. Oh well, see you next week. Wait, there's the internet. It might have the answer. Yes! The answer is the Internet Movie Database app, or IMDB for short. The latest news of your favorite actor, movie, TV show, actor and director bios and filmographies, trivia and quotes, just like on your old computer, but on your phone. Who would have guessed that was possible? Get all your movie, TV info without booting up ye olde computer. Available on Apple devices, Android devices, Amazon Fire devices, and yes, even Windows Phone 7, there's no reason not to have this app. Oh, and by the way, the answer is Dustin Hoffman, who co-starred with Warren Beatty on Ishtar, who's married to Annette Benning, who's played the wife on American Beauty. I'm Peter Fisher from Blazing Caribou's I'd App That, and this has been today's Applicably Galactic App Review! Now, back to the news. Apple says it's looking into videos and photos that appear to show an iPhone 7 that has exploded. 18-year-old Brianna Olivas from Arizona said her iPhone was having problems turning on, so she went to sleep. When she woke up, she found the thing had lit itself on fire. She posted a video of white smoke coming out of the rose gold handset, which has been retweeted tens of thousands of times and watched by almost 2 million people. The cause of the fire isn't yet clear, but it's very likely it exploded because of the lithium-ion batteries that are used in it, similar to what happened to Samsung's Galaxy Note 7. And finally this time around, the next big console video game to be released is Horizon Zero Dawn, which comes out exclusively for PlayStation 4 on February 28th. It follows Aloy, who when trying to find out who massacred her tribe, discovers that an enemy is raising up ancient machines that roam the land to take back what he believes to be his. He's also creating something larger that threatens everyone's existence. The game explores the juxtaposition of a primitive world of hunters and advanced technology. Happy gaming! Hello, I'm Daryl, and this is Random Fandom, a celebration of people's passions. The long-running British science fiction television series Doctor Who has developed a very large, loyal and devoted fan base over the years. Doctor Who fans are referred to as Whovians, or simply as the Doctor Who fandom. The usage was more common among fans in the United States during the 1980s, when the Doctor Who Fan Club of America, pronounced by her members as Dwifka, now defunct sadly, published the Whovian Times as its newsletter. Now, Doctor Who fans in Britain have had a formally recognised organisation, the Doctor Who Appreciation Society, or DWAS, since the late 1970s. It has thousands of members and enjoyed an ongoing relationship with the classic series and later with BBC Worldwide. Of course, Australia, Canada and America all have similar clubs or societies, although some like Dwifka are now sadly defunct. 
Many Doctor Who conventions are held worldwide. The very first was in 1977 and was organised by the Doctor Who Appreciation Society. And that event continues in the United Kingdom as the long-running, although infrequent and sometimes only occasional, Panopticon. North America's first uh, events were based in uh, LA in 79 and 1980 with Who Won featuring Tom Baker. As of 2015, Gallifrey won and the Chicago TARDIS convention continue with the addition of George's Hulanta in Atlanta, Florida's Hurricane Who, Alabama's Concasterbarus, New York's L.I. Who, and the annual Sci-Fi Sea Cruise featuring Doctor Who guests departing from different ports each year. Doctor Who on a boat. How jolly is that? When it comes to conventions, it's fair to say that the Doctor has probably helped popularise them. Now, perhaps the first form of organised fan activity was around fanzines. Unofficial, homemade magazines celebrating the series. One of the first such zines was published by Keith Miller in Edinburgh. And it's fair to say it was roughly produced. Like other shows that have developed a large following, Doctor Who also has groups of fans developing their own productions based on the show. The most noticeable is the uncompleted 1996 Devious for having the last acting appearance of John Pertwee and featured as a special feature on the War Games DVD. Unlike productions based on other genre, Doctor Who fandom create not only video but also audio dramas as well, such as the the, uh, popular DWFAA the Doctor Who Fan Audio Adventures series. It's a series I've actually recently been listening to. It's very, very good. You can normally pick it up on the radio, uh, the iPlayer, radio, uh, the BBC radio iPlayer. Let me say that again in my continuity voice. And so that was everything that we needed to hear about from the BBC radio iPlayer. It's one of the things that got me into audio dramas, production... And podcasting in a way. Now, unlike... Unlike unlike anything else we've seen, one of the most significant fan groups producing dramatised stories were audiovisuals, who distributed their works on audio cassettes during the 1980s. Now, many involved in this group would later form the commercial company Big Finish Productions and actually be licensed by the BBC to produce official Doctor Who stories for a retail market on audio CD. Several of these productions were later broadcast by BBC Radio. If you're not familiar with Big Finish Productions, then I recommend you check them out from a local library. Just remember, these people were fans and they made their fandom, well, into a viable business. I think that's quite spectacular. Many fans, many, many fans put a huge amount of work and effort varying from animation to live-action films. A lot of them use antagonists from the real show. They can be seen building Cybermen and Daleks and attempt to remain well within continuity. Now, that's no easy task when you're dealing with a Time Lord. The backing music to Random Fandom 
was kindly provided by the Feslian Studios. Now my own particular fandom is Doctor Who. Join me each week on the Galactic Network for Who Knew and Review. Thanks for joining us again for another edition of Galactic Radio. I'm Dave Nelson. You can follow me on Twitter at Dave Nelson Voice. Have a great week. Talk to you again next time. Monkey Warhol provided our music and Blazing Caribou did the cover art. For more about them, show notes, feedback information, how to subscribe, social network links and more, go to gncasts.com slash galactic radio. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. 